Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone, to The Author's Journey. I'm honored to be connecting with you today and excited to introduce our guest to you. I know you're going to enjoy being introduced to her and connecting and really hearing her heart and spirit and what she's discovered as she has leaned in to bring her book forward and have it become a number one um, bestseller, being reaching that bestselling status in multiple countries and has really gone on to I I feel like she's built a really nice momentum as she continues to share out and has such joy in how she shares her book out. And I love that about her. So very excited to introduce her to you. But before I do so, I wanted to make sure we're all choosing to be fully present, ready to receive everything that will serve and support us today. So I invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose all the way to your toes and out through the mouth like through a straw. When we can just pause and take a breath and choose to be focused and present, not only does it calm us, but it actually creates a a bit of a peace and space to truly hear and receive what will serve. And that's what I want for you today. So as you're breathing, I invite you to get a piece of paper, a pen, and just be open ready to receive, you're excited, leaning in to discover what will support you, what sparks something within you. Beautiful. So as you're doing that, I'm excited to introduce our amazing guest. I know you'll love her. Renee Hockley is an Idaho girl who loves to write, sing, dance, and bake strawberry rhubarb pie, and anywhere her friends and family are. (laughs) She's 77 years old, a number one international best-selling author, a Christian, and a U.S. citizen. Her motto is, today is not a dress rehearsal. She's passionate about offering love and encouragement to all. Please lean in. Warmly welcome the powerful, dynamic, and loving Renee Hockley to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's uh Quite a quite a paragraph that you have there, <laughs> and I wish everybody could, everybody in my life could read that every day. <laughs> oh, I love it! <laughs> well, I'm excited to welcome you and uh, celebrate all that you're doing. I know we had you on one of our other shows previously, and uh, Strawberry Rhubarb Pie is one of my favorites. So I I was so excited to discover that, and so it brought it all back. <laughs> As I was reading your intro <laughs> again today. Well, I uh, have been uh, wanting to send you one from Idaho to California, but I don't know how that would work out. Well, we'll we'll find a way, or or I'll have to come <laughs> that way somehow. That strawberry rhubarb is in my future. Yes, <laughs> I can. I would it. love that. I love it. Well, I'm just excited to have you joining us. And I wanted to start our conversation for those of our listeners who don't know you, that your motto is, today is not a dress rehearsal. What does that mean to you? Why is that important to you? 
Well, it's important to me because every day of my life is so different from the previous day, and it's going to be different than the day that is beyond this day. So I just have to kind of wing it sometimes and just go with what happens because um, because I don't have a, um, a full-time job anymore or and I don't have my children here at home anymore. So it's a different uh, day for me each day. And I like to have a game plan so that I kind of know what's going to happen. But as you know, in life, it doesn't happen as you plan. Um, I, I have a f- uh, favorite thought or that I've, uh, that I heard of is like, uh, if you want to, to, uh, make God smile, tell him your plans mm-hmm. because, uh, every day is different. So you have to be prepared for things that will happen and then act when those things happen. Somebody drops in, um, the toilet runs over, um, uh, Snow falls, it freezes, and you aren't prepared with the things that you need to be at home for two or three days without um, without going shopping for bread or whatever it, else it is that you need. Um, it's just important for me to think and to realize that things are going to be okay today. Everything's going to be wonderful, but well, not not everything's going to be wonderful. We all know that. But I'm going to live today, and it's going to be a great day. No matter what happens, I'm going to find ways to to do what I need to do, and to be happy, and to try to help other people, and to stay healthy so that I can be of assistance to other people. Mm. I love that, that you can really make that choice every single day, no matter what happens. You can still choose your response and, and how you're now going to navigate, and then it will be okay. And just really, you know, holding on to that. I, I love that. So I'd like to also explore and have you share a little bit about your book, Once Upon an Amateur Mom that you shared. It became a number one international best-selling book in U.S. and Canada, 30 categories, seven number ones, which is just exciting and wonderful. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about this book, why you wrote it, and what you're hoping it does in the world. Well, in, um, let's see, that was 1986. Our oldest son graduated from high school and it was a very uh, somber time for me because I I wasn't really prepared for him to just leave and go to college and um, leave his leave his family behind. I hadn't um, prepared myself emotionally for that, and um, so I sat down and I just started writing about what was going to happen and how I was going to. Um, get through his graduation and just not be blubbering. And um, so as I wrote, 
I and I uh, I just read it a couple of times and kept writing for maybe a couple of days um, just to try and really get my feelings onto paper. And it wasn't that long, but but then I thought, oh, this 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 article is really really something that maybe somebody else might be able to share. And so I thought, I'm just going to take that down to the Mountain Home News in um, Mountain Home, Idaho. It's a, a little Air Force town. My husband was in the Air Force at the time. And um, see if that they wanted to use this article because I thought uh, maybe other mothers might feel the same way as well. And so I took it there. They, they um, printed it, and after that... They asked me if I wanted to just um, write a weekly column. So I jumped at that because I thought, oh, that would be great. Because at the time, I didn't have a lot of um, um, outside things to do, or I was Mm -hmm. really, really immersed in being a mom. And uh, so I thought that would be great. So I started doing that, and then I did that for a few Years and then, then after a while, I didn't. I wasn't writing much anymore. So, my book is a compilation of some of the articles that I wrote for that family life um, column that I had. Beautiful, and I love that story. I love how you got started, and that you are continuing to bring those insights and reflections forward in a way to serve. Now, I'm curious of all the different articles because you've been writing for a while. You selected this collection for a book called "Once Upon an Amateur Mom." Why? What is the focus of this book, and what are you hoping it does for moms and families? Well, I wanted to keep it very lighthearted. I am a lighthearted writer. I don't want any drudgery or, or like, thinking, oh, mothering is so hard, it's so difficult, it's just such a, it's just such a chore. I, I, I really don't like that picture of being a mom because, um, yes, is it hard? It's extremely hard. Whether you have one child or whether you have many children, being a mother is the biggest responsibility that any woman can take on, in my opinion. Um, but it's also it also can be joyful. It's also um, a project, a lifelong project that that just brings me so much joy, and I wanted to spread the joy, but to do it in a lighthearted way and a way that um, shares some of the experiences that happen that are uh, surprising and um, overwhelming um, and challenging, because those three things happen as as a mother from day one and even in pregnancy, then you have surprises you didn't plan on on any on on much of this because it's not in the books. There are no bu- books to explain the behavior of a certain child. You know why is he or she doing this? What can I do to help them? 
what can I do to stop them from doing this, that, or the other? How can I encourage them? What lessons do they need to take? Are they musical? Are they scientific? You know, all of these things you have there, each one is so different that it's just a challenge a minute sometimes trying to keep up with that. Well, and I expect it's such an encouragement for people to read some of your stories and shares and not feel alone and be encouraged that it is an adventure and a learning and that we're all um, amateurs in the process as as we go forward. And I love that reminder that each child is different and unique and there's a learning curve with all <laughs> and that there is um, great joy in the journey as well. Now, I'm curious, as you decided to bring this forward and published the book, released it, had it become a number one international bestseller, was there a surprise on that journey? What was that like? And do you have any tip or advice for writers out there? Well, I, I'm i not sure I have any tips for writers because I'm still... Um in a period of shock that um, that it was well-received. I'm still, like, wondering, like, what just happened. But um, the thing I would just say is, like, whatever you're compelled to write, um, I mean, me giving advice to other writers, that's, like, a really steep... Um, task, and I'm kind of fumbling with that right now, but I would just say um, from my own experience, which is not that great, I'm not, it's, my writing, I'm, I'm not a great writer, but what, what, I, what I do have is like I have a heart for my subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really love um Watching young mothers, this this first book is uh, kind of an intro to young mothers and and mothers who are just like in it and they're just like wondering, you know, how to, this is this is harder than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. and to just bring the joy out and the enjoyment of yes, this is you're not alone. The experiences that you're having, somebody has not had an experience exactly like yours, but similar. And they got through it, and I can get through it. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, And I love that. I actually think that's a really great um, tip or piece of advice is to have a heart for your subject, for what you're writing, what you, who you're writing to, that you have a passion and you deeply care about that subject in that area, that there's a, a passion and a heart in it for you. I think that's really a great tip for our listeners out there. Um, we are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do so, listeners, I want you to really think about some of what Renee has shared. And is there something on your heart that you're passionate about that just touches and moves your heart. Take a moment and feel in and jot down anything that pops up because those could be great things for you to lean into, explore, and write about and write to. We'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just a moment. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and that you had a couple of things bubble up into your heart, into your spirit, reminding you of things you love, subjects that you care deeply about, people you're trying to reach. Those are great things to keep in mind as you're writing. The other tip I'm thinking about that um, is sticking with me with what Renee has shared is that she started writing to process some of the emotions that she was going through with her husband, not husband, I'm sorry, son <laughs> graduating and leaving and some of what that felt like and just processing her emotions. And as she did, she realized, wow, this might be really beneficial to others to reflect on and share. So writing is also a great way to process thoughts and emotions, kind of get them out of swirling inside of you and to interact with them. And then frequently, those words can also support and help and connect with others. So I love that Renee's been able to do that. Now, one of the things Renee's been, she's been working on in the background is she's actually putting together an Audible. It's in process right now. So she's reading some of the um, different short stories or articles and in her voice, which which I love, and is going to be sharing that soon. So her book is now available in Kindle, is available in print, and it's soon to be available in Audible. And so, Renee, I would just love for you to share a little bit of what was it like to do the recording. I know it's in the editing and the final stages here, but as you sat and you were doing the recording, what was that like? Well, my son-in-law is a an audiologist. Um, by profession, so he gave me the gift for Christmas to um, put the book on his audio equipment, and so that was just a great fit for me, and it was fun. I would have to say I probably didn't uh, do the best job, but he uh, went through and had to fix some of the things that weren't weren't, um, or, you know, that because as you can tell just from listening to me that 
<laughs> that my voice is not perfect and my thoughts don't always um, go perfectly well. So, so yeah, that's. I don't know what else to say about it. It was a fun project, and I hope it turns out well. Oh, I love it. I love that you had fun with it, and what a what a beautiful gift for him to step in and support you in in bringing that forward. So I think it's it's wonderful, and I know you've also prepared a a sample reading for us so we can get a little advanced taste of your book, your message, and a um, little sample of what the audible may experience uh, feel like. <laughs> so is it time to do that now? Yeah, I would love for you to. Yeah, it'd be perfect. All right. So the piece that I have chosen to read is Who Can Fix America? And it's a little more of a somber part of my book uh, rather than uh, uh, it's still hopefully lighthearted, but it is um, a little more analytical, let's say. And the title of it is Who Can Fix America? Was there a time America didn't need to be fixed? Good question. When would that time be in the past 250 plus years? After the first American patriots won their battles with Britain? When the Constitution was published? Before American, before Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War? During World War I or World War II? When Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech was given after 9-11, the truth is there probably hasn't been a time in U.S. history when our country didn't need to be fixed. For evidence, turn on any news station at any time. The newscasters will fill us in on a new list of today's things that are broken and need to be fixed right now issues. Right after the commercial... The doctrine of large masses of people governing themselves successfully in a liberty and justice for all format is relatively new to the world. Fixing America with dollars and cents plus talk and more talk works like rubbing red food coloring onto a yellow apple so that our attention is drawn to the peel of the problems rather than to their core. Who can fix America? Not presidents, members of Congress, the CIA, FBI, or the Supreme Court. Not doctors, social workers, teachers, policemen, or lawyers. Not the military, scientists, computer gurus, or news media reporters. Not singers, dancers, or actors. Not even pastors, popes, or bishops can fix America. The core of America is its family. Shortcuts don't work and never will. Parents, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, grandparents, children and grandchildren can steadily work on fixing America, as they have in the past. Fixing America has to start at home, because democratic systems succeed from the inside out, not from the outside in. They revolve around a core of action where the seeds of positive change and growth are embedded. Every family member plays a part, and every family matters. America is, was, and ever will be as strong as its individual and collective families. 
Every family matters. If we lose the strength of the family unit, we will lose the strength of America. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. As Barbara Bush put it in her famous statement of long ago, the important thing is not what happens in the White House, but what happens at your house. And that's it. Thank you. I appreciate the share. I'm giving everybody an opportunity just to soak it in and see how that, uh, the reflection and thought that that creates. That's a beautiful sample reading, gives people a taste. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope that they will um, know that this one that I read is probably the most um Let's just say scholarly one that I wrote. Most of it is very lighthearted and um, I would just say fun fun reading mm-hmm. as a mother than you just recognize yourself. Mm. Beautiful. Oh, I appreciate it. I like that you have a range in, in the book because we are fed and supported and encouraged by a whole texture and range of thoughts and ideas and people walking behind us, both the the laughter as and knowing we're not alone and encouragement as well as those things that have us stop and, and think and reflect a bit because um, that's how we can start to make the changes we want to see and we want to be and, and we want to um, see ripple out in the world. No, I I really appreciate what you chose to share. And I also wanted to take a moment and talk about your cover. I know you love your cover. (laughs) And uh, there's a lot of of choices, you know, that you have and things to reflect and consider when choosing a cover. So I'd love for you to, to describe your cover and why you love it. Well, I love my cover because my daughter, Jeanette, uh, drew a picture of her mom when she was maybe age seven, and um, when I was going through some of her things recently uh, and saw this drawing that she had drawn, and I thought, well, I'm going to um, propose this as the book cover for the book because um, at the time you were um, asking me to propose some Ideas, so I sent you some in the mail, and this was mm-hmm. this one was among them, and it just does fit the book very well, I think, and just shows shows a, an amateur mom, which I am and will be always in this life, at least, um, uh, just trying to do her best, and uh, I'm going to be writing a couple more. Uh, books that are, that I have also discovered some more great um, covers from again my daughter Jeanette is quite a little artist so <laughs> so I'll be using her her drawings for for a couple more covers hopefully. Mm. I love it. Well, I I love the drawing. I love the feel and the energy of it. And I feel like it's a perfect image for um, the nature of the book. And and it was very, it did very well during its launch. So I know others felt the same. They were drawn right in (laughs) and smiling and leaning in to add this book to their library. So I I love that you um, 
found a cover that resonated with you, but also that is personally so meaningful, you know, to be able to carry that forward and share that with your daughter and share it with the world. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love for you to share now for people who are thinking, wow, I, I want more of Renee. I'm, I'm interested in adding this book to my library. They know the Audible's coming out. Um, it's not quite out yet. It's in process. But for the Kindle and for the print version, how can we get a copy for listeners who are interested in adding it to their library? It's available on Amazon under uh, Renee Thomas Hockley. Uh, H-A-W-K-L-E-Y is the spelling, R-E-N-E-E, mm-hmm. Renee Thomas Hockley. Perfect. And it just pops up, Once Upon an Amateur Mom, and that's how you can get it. Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> nice and easy. And then for anyone who would like to connect with you and go deeper, what is the best way to do so? Uh, the best way would be... With my email address, which is mm-hmm. ReneeHockley at gmail.com, R-E-N-E-E-H-A-W-K-L-E-Y at Perfect. gmail.com. At gmail.com. Perfect. And then as you think back on our conversation and your book, any final thoughts or tips or something on your heart you'd like to share with our listeners? There's every emotion that you can have. In the process of mothering and just to make an effort to have joy in every day, even if it's just a snatch of joy, or uh, rather than have it, um, I would just say recognize, recognize the joy because it's there. When you look for it, you can find joy. In every spilled glass of milk, in every uh, dirty diaper, there's something about that, those mountains, those um, moments that you can find joy in it. Um, not always in the immediate thing that's going on, but just in the knowledge that you're doing an important work, the most important work. It's the most important work. And there's joy in that. Even when even when it's hard, there's joy in it. Beautiful. Thank you. I can just feel that from your heart to those of our listeners, and I know many of them needed to hear that today. So thank you for sharing that that joy is there that it does matter what they are doing and how they're showing up makes a big, big difference. Well, Renee, thank you. It's just been an honor to have you on the show. Congratulations again on your number one international bestselling book, <laughs> soon to be an audible well, as well. Well, you know who is responsible for that, so uh, <laughs> uh, be sure to look in the mirror, Rebecca. And uh, tell yourself, you know who's responsible for that. That's nothing nothing to do with me or my writing. That's because I had a, a very good um, helper that I don't know how many times that I had to have things explained to me how to do it because I'm not a techie person. So I, I so appreciate your patience. <laughs> 
Oh, well, Renee, it, it was an honor, and we wouldn't have been able to come beside you and support you in bringing it forward if you hadn't leaned in and were willing to entrust us with your messages and your book and your articles. So just an honor and a joy, definitely, to be on the journey. And we were cheering <laughs> behind the scenes um, every step of the way as easy brought your book forward. So um, thank you and a, a complete honor and joy to be on the journey. And again, uh, congratulations. Yeah. And listeners, I want to thank you for leaning in today to be part of the conversation. And I wanted to give a gift to you, those of you who are listening and maybe in different parts of the journey from, wow, maybe I do want to write or share about this or I've written. Now what? I'm not sure how to take it through the process or what is launching your book? What are all those things? So we have a series called the Emerging Author Series. You can find out more at emergingauthorseries.com. You'll find a collection of nine different, we call them ebooks, they're like a chapter each in length that explain all the frequently asked questions that we get all the time in the publishing, launching, and marketing space, myths and truths about publishing. And our goal with this collection is to help empower you, to help you find a way to take the steps to bring your message forward. Because what is on your heart, what is being called forward matters and makes a difference. And no one else can do it exactly the way you are made and can bring it forward. So I hope the gift serves you. You can download as many of those as you would like. It's called the Emerging Author Series.com. And I thank you again for everyone leaning in and joining us today. And I want to encourage you to keep reading, keep writing, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward.